everybody, welcome to the Great Girth Podcast. Here to do a follow-up on, well, I guess WrestleMania. It's probably going to be one of the main topics, WrestleMania 37. As well as a couple other topics that are more or less for, um, I guess, Wednesday show. But kind of not really. We'll, we'll get into that in a minute. But Austin, buddy, I'd ask how you are, but I've been with you since like <laughs> yesterday. So I already know how you're doing. But for the sake of everyone listening, how are we doing? Doing okay. I'm exhausted, but... Yes, I'm fucking tired. Every time we have like an event like this, I kind of just want to just like tell the fans to fuck themselves. <laughs> I'm not doing an episode, but I want to at the same time because I kind of got a lot I got to say. Mostly in regards to WrestleMania 37. So let's recap. Um, <clears throat> I'm a big wrestling fan. For those of you that know me, know very well I love wrestling. Austin's kind of got a love hate relationship with wrestling. For those of you that like or don't like wrestling, basically here's what happened. Two-night event. Um, I don't really know why it was two nights. I know that that's a marketing tactic based off of last year when COVID hit. Uh, WrestleMania was going to be without the crowd. So to make up for the fact that WrestleMania was basically going to suck, they made it a two-night event. For some reason, they did that again this year. But this is the first time in over a year that we have a crowd finally. I mean, it's not just the LED screens. It's like an actual crowd. There aren't tons of people. It feels like a wrestling event, kind of. It was still, I don't know, there was something about the COVID hysteria that followed it. It still feels kind of haunting. Didn't really feel the same. It was kind of weird. Um, I'll give my WrestleMania rating in a minute, but I think we should start off with... Um, first one, um, Lashley and McIntyre. Yeah, the very first match, Lashley and McIntyre. This match was pretty decent, but it was a bomb. Uh, this was definitely one of the worst matches on the card i wouldn't say it was like in the top worst but it was one was, step away from was, the end i think it was okay it was kind of uneventful yeah it was kind of boring actually but the, the ending was pretty it was it was entertaining for the entire match until the end and then you're just like yeah really we did a slow build to that right and we're gonna get into spoilers if you haven't seen it so um all mcintyre loses uh, Lashley retains as WWE champion. And I guess you could say that would be by submission, even though McIntyre doesn't tap out, he just passes out, which is getting old. The submission moves where they pass out, I think is like so stupid because you would think that that would be a draw. Like, okay, no, now he can't compete anymore. Otherwise, that's like saying, oh, he tapped out. And I'm like, well, that's fucked up because then you know you don't have to tap out and you can just fucking pass out and it's over. That's kind of not fair to the dudes like us that are sitting there like, well, this is fucked up. Like, he's not making it out of this. Like, no chance at all. It kind of sucks. So that match was disappointing. Otherwise, it had a good buildup. Drew McIntyre was whooping ass. That's what kind of scared me because I was like, every time they do good is when they lose. And it's like, damn. That match was disappointing. I'm going to give that match, like, three stars. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great either. Like, yeah, I was, it was I, the least uneventful match. I was a little triggered because Drew McIntyre is one of the guys that I, like, actually like. Yeah, me too. And I think Bobby Lash is kind of an a-hole. Yeah, like, my thing is, is he's been there as long as McIntyre, and he's never been a champion until now, so I was kind of like, if they take it away from him, that's shitty, and they fucked him, but I really don't want him as champion. McIntyre's more the guy right now, but again, he has had it for a year, so if we're trying to be fair, then it makes sense, it's just the ending is stupid. It's uh, insulting to say that neither superstar is better than the other, so we're going to make it a draw, essentially. Right. So, yeah, that's a eh, – I didn't really like that match. Yeah, um, I'm probably giving it like a three and a half. That's where I'm at, like three, three and a half, because it wasn't a bad match. It was just really disappointing the way that ended. It, I honestly believe it should have ended with Lashley pinned McIntyre if they were going to go on that route. Or McIntyre – I don't like when they do the fucking – He passed out. Or submission holds, yeah. Submissions are only good for if it was Roman Reigns tapping out. <laughs> apparently that wasn't going to happen either. We'll get to that. Um, so the next one was that, that like triple tag team weird thing. The turmoil. That Loki zoned out during. I did too. That's the turmoil one where they were trying to figure out uh, – here, actually, let me pull it up just so I make sure I'm doing this – it's Naomi and Lana versus Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. That's versus right. Versus Natalia and Tamina. Versus the Riot Squad versus Camilla, Billy Kay, and Billy Kay. That's right. Okay. It looks like you have it pulled up. Okay, good. I was going to say, like, I forgot because there were so many fucking matches. 
So that one I really didn't care about, but I did care about it tonight because the winner of that won an opportunity to fight right. Nia Jax and uh, Shayna Baszler, which that match was actually pretty good, but the outcome was stupid. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, yeah, I didn't care about this match. I'm going to go ahead and just, to be fair, I'm going to give it a three-star because it wasn't a bad match, but it wasn't interesting to me. I was like, mm, call me sexist. I have a really hard time getting into the female <laughs> matches, dude. It's just it's yeah, really I, hard. I, I was pretty I pretty zoned out on that one. Right. It wasn't a bad match. It was just what, not interesting. Then we had probably my favorite um, of yesterday, the Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. That was my favorite. Yep, Seth Rollins and Cesaro was the best one by far. And you know what? This sucks because night two to me was pretty disappointing compared to the first. Oh, night one was the better night. Yeah. For sure. And it feels like, damn, that sucks because I was waiting so badly for night two just to realize it wasn't getting any yeah, better. Yeah, because t- Tony talked all kinds of smack the entire night. Night one was like, this is good, but tomorrow's going to be so much better. That's what I thought. All the good yeah, matches dude. are tomorrow. And then, like, no, that's not at all what we got. We got maybe two good matches out of tonight. Barely. So, with <laughs> basically... I would have to say that, like, the two bet. Fuck it. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to get so much hate. The best match at WrestleMania this year was Seth Rollins and Cesaro. That's how I feel about it. But it's kind of almost a tie with Edge and Daniel Bryan because that was pretty good, too. We'll talk about that one. When we get there, yeah. Yeah. So, wait a minute. Did we just go out of order or was Cesaro and Seth Rollins the third match? Cesaro is the third match. Okay. So, in my opinion, that was... At the very least, the best match of that entire it, night. It, it definitely of the night. That was a show stiller. I wanted Cesaro to win. He fucking did. He earned it. The I hope they go from the top of the shoulder. That shit was tight, with no actually. arms and it swing him up. Fucking, it was like bye, <laughs> just drop it. That was cool. And like I love Seth Rollins. A lot of people hate him for some weird reason. I like him. I don't know why. I just like him. But I was like, dude, okay, I want Cesaro to win because. He's another guy that has been there forever. And this is his first match in singles ever. Right. And it, he won, and it was like a really good win. Yeah, it was important. Yeah. It would have been cooler if a champion was involved, because there's people that have been rallying. They're like, Cesaro for champion. And I'm like, yes, not just any champion, but like a heavyweight. Yeah. It's just he has no personality is the problem. And I see where they're like, he's a mid-card guy. He's meant to fill shit. But I'm like, well... Problem is, when you say that, you miss out on talent. And we'll get to what I'm talking about, but there are a lot of talented wrestlers that don't get enough screen time. Apollo Crews is one of them, and he was on tonight. But anyway, Cesaro, Seth Rollins, I'm giving that. I'm giving that like at least four and a half. That yeah, was a I'm, I'm at a 4.5. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, which one was after that? Was um, that the Braun? stupid New Day? Oh yeah, that. which was a fun match up until until almost, almost came, in, came yeah. in and just did five moves and it was over. It was a little fun to see. Oh, did see that big mother trucker like just, wrestle just, for a little just bit, throwing things around <laughs> with no care, like he was swatting flies. But 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 and like the way that AJ Styles able to tag him in was so stupid yeah it was they, they're like, both just staring at him as he lays on the ground and they both like, like look at each they other know and they what's wait they're yeah. like you can see they're like counting and then like they run in and then AJ like just gets all his strength back magically yeah. and dives 12 feet and tags him and you're like that was the fakest thing of the night in the world yeah so what's weird to me is this whole AJ almost thing I don't get why they are even a team I do know that it started out as AJ needed a bodyguard because that's part of his cowardly character. I love AJ Styles. I followed him since I was in kindergarten and he was at WCW in his early days. Then he went to TNA. That's when I really started to pick up on him. I thought he was cool. And I never thought he'd go to WWE and he did right around a time where I stopped watching WWE. And he was the reason I went back. But then that's when they were like, okay, we're done with him for a while. Like He's now just the guy that's getting everyone over. So I really didn't have any high hopes for this match. I knew it was going to be dumb, but I thought New Day was going to win. But I just, the second it started, I was like, they're going to build it up like he's not going to get in there. He's going to hop in. But he's like not even the same weight class. Yeah, like, why is he even remotely? That's fucked up, yeah. Why do even remotely agree to this thing? Right, and he does a few moves and it's over. So it's like funny, it's interesting, but it's another one of those. I'm like, uh, it wasn't poorly put together. It was just poorly executed. I'm going to give it... Like two and a half. That was really bad. 
It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't great. I'm. I'm. I'm probably at like two and a quarter. Yeah. Two, it's, probably at two. It's really not that good. Then we had Braun Strowman. That one was cool. So I won't go as far as saying it was a good match because it did have its boring moments. But I desperately wanted to see McMahon get his ass whooped because that's fun to see. Any of the McMahon's. Yeah, anytime you see their ass whooped, it's fun. You're like, hell yeah, because we all know that they're the ones responsible for running the show. So anytime something sucks, like these last two nights, we know who to blame. So it's kind of cool. And Shane McMahon is a good asshole. So if anyone's been following this storyline... I could help you learn how to count. I could help you learn how to count. <laughs> That's the funniest part of the rivalry. He's like, it'll help me warm up. Some hopscotch here. This will help you learn to count. <laughs> Dude, it was funny because, like, they put Braun Strowman in, like, one of those little, like, Funko Pop, like, bodies. And then he had, like, a cone on his head. And it's all, buh, buh, Braun. <laughs> so that was cool. Like, the match... I think it would have been better if it was a Hell in a Cell, and I totally would have been fine if it wasn't a steel cage. The steel cage really didn't do much for me, except for the surprising tearing part of the cell off to get yeah, there that the, was cool. There was but, a lot of really interesting things I haven't seen before. Yeah. I've never seen someone sack. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen someone pull out a uh, a freaking a um, mail uh, a goddamn toolbox out of his knocking out. <laughs> That's when I thought it was over. I was like, "Oh, it sucks." But interesting plot twist, and it's funny because you know one hole happened to be bigger than the other ones. But I was like, "Wait a minute, I see what's happening here." <laughs> sure enough, but I thought maybe he would fall, like let him go or something. That's when we see something we have not seen before, and that's the ripping of the steel cage takes him up top. And if anyone knows anything about Shane McMahon, he's a high flyer. So I was like, he's either jumping off this cell or he's doing something crazy. And sure enough, they fucking threw him off. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> like 50, but cool. <laughs> like, like like right at the beginning, it was kind of like, oh, this is what we're doing. Yeah. When two of Shane McMahon's goonies attacked Braun Strowman before. Elias, and I always forget, Jet, it's Ryder or something. I don't remember. He's and, not important. And we're sitting here like, oh, this is how it's going to go. And then he starts really beating up on him. We're like, okay, this is pretty interesting. And then you see um, right. Shane McMahon like keeping up with him physically. You're like, okay, that's slightly impressive. Yeah, that's slightly impressive. And then he starts, and then he starts to climb out. And then you're like, oh, this is really dumb. Then they get start climbing. He grabs that toolbox. You're like, it's a toolbox. Oh, shit. Yeah, oh like, yeah. And then he falls down. And you're like, oh, but that means Shane McMahon's gonna win because he cheated. In the yeah, game. basically. You're like, oh, this sucks. And then when he rips through the cage. You're like, I've never seen that before. It's sick, freaking cool. And then he pins them. And, shit. and you're like, uh. <laughs> That's it, yeah. I wanted it to go a little longer. I'm like, okay, yeah. A steel cage is not what it used to be. In the like 90s, a, it was cool, but... I think I'm giving it like a three and a half. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like a three, three and a half. It's not... It's definitely better than the other some of the other matches, but it, it's not the best. The problem with a lot of these matches is they were too short. Yeah. Or the ones that didn't need to be long were like super fucking long. And I'm pretty sure that would be this next one. Bianca Belair. And no, the next one is the surprise of the entire um, WrestleMania. Bad Bunny and Damon Priest versus Miz and Morrison. That's right. The Bianca one was the main event. Um, so I'm actually going to I'm gonna give this one a four star, which is very much more than it really deserves. But the reason why is because it did everything that a match is supposed to do. It shocked me. It had me on the edge of my seat. And I was like, what's going to happen next? I actually gave a shit the whole time. And let's be clear, I don't care nothing for any of these wrestlers. Except for The Miz a little bit. I hate The Miz. I like him because of his outside work, but in WWE he's really annoying. Morrison is old news, I'm over him. But this match was really good. I was shocked by how good it was. Especially with the input of Bad Bunny. I don't like Bad Bunny as an artist, rapper, or whatever. I've... I don't care for his work. I was super pissed that he was going to be in WrestleMania because I said it earlier tonight and I'll say it again, but I don't like when celebrities get involved in wrestling and the ring and shit because it's kind of a slap in the face to wrestlers. I just hated the whole thing was a damn commercial for some tour he's doing. Basically, yeah. You know, like, oh, like a sucks. year and a half worth of WWE is just a giant commercial for yeah. a tour. But yeah, I, was, I think it was pretty good. Well, he um, actually I think fight. you I think you like it liked it a lot better than I did. I also didn't really have a dog in a fight, so I was kinda like left out of like, I was like, oh, I really yeah. just don't care about anybody here. 
I was my thing is I didn't care. But what I really wanted was to see Bad Money get his ass whooped because I'm like, dude, I don't like celebrities that do this shit. <laughs> Boy actually could fight. I was like, oh, wow, he can fly. He can take a hit. He was wrestling for at least a very good 20 minutes, maybe 15, because Damian Priest gets into the last five, which was kind of useless. He's a good wrestler, but I feel like it should have been vice versa, and it didn't happen that way. Matter of fact, Morrison doesn't do much either. This is totally just a Miz versus Bad Bunny match, which was what it was supposed to be, but for some reason they said, let's make it a tag match. And then I lost interest when they said that, but... I'm going to give it four stars because I thought that it was entertaining as hell. Bad Bunny's actually been trained well, and it shows. Miz and Morrison are definitely a big part of that because at the end of the day, they're the ones that had to trust him to do flips with their bodies and shit. And, you know, as you know, wrestling is scripted, so they obviously sat down with him and went, this is what we're going to do. So I thought it was cool. I was like, wow, that was actually a good match. Yeah, some of the things he's able to do physically was pretty impressive. Yeah, man. Somebody who doesn't. Like the destroyer he does yeah. on the side of the ring is pretty like that was fucking. He did that what? Everyone, everyone in the ring is like oh, watching <laughs> from afar. Like I think they like let their character, they broke character for a minute. They were like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, wow, I think he broke dope. his neck. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, he's dead. That was the first thought. But no, that was good. Um, the thing is though, again, I didn't think it was long enough. That was my thing. I'm like, eh, it's not long enough. Yeah, I was trying to kind of like, eh. And survive. <laughs> I was like, I'm just trying to survive this match. Um, so I'm doing like a three because there were moments that were entertaining, but I wasn't, didn't buy into any of the, any, I get that. anything. I get that. Then comes the one I think we disagree the most about. I really enjoyed it. You didn't like it too much. The um, Bianca Belair, Bianca Belair and, Sasha and, Banks. and Sasha Banks. The reason why, man, is like I like Sasha Banks in terms of appearance. I don't care for her as a wrestler, though. She's not a good wrestler. Becky Lynch is a good wrestler. Charlotte Flair is a good wrestler, but I didn't care about her. I don't care about Bianca Belair that much, and then she's really annoying to me. But I'll admit it had a had an intensity to it. So sometimes there's matches you watch and you're like. If now she's going to pin her. No, oh shit. Now she kicked out. Like, that's what it was. It kept building and building, and you're like, this is driving me crazy. I want to know who's going to win. And it was long, I'll give it that. It was actually a well-put-together match. It was just, I didn't care for either of them. I really ultimately wanted Sasha to win, but I knew that this was Belair's moment, so obviously it was going to change hands. And I was like, okay, eh. But it was a good match. Like, I'll, I'm going to give it three for sure. I'm probably giving like a four and a half, four and three quarters. The goddamn whip. Well, the whip the was hair cool. Yeah, was insane. I'll admit the whip. The whoosh. <laughs> you could see the freaking. You could see the welt on her side. I got a little racist for a minute. I was like, "Holy!" No, <laughs> no it was it was interesting. I just I kept zoning in and out of it. I was like, "Fuck!" The women's matches are always hard it was, to keep my attention. It was the first women's match where I watched. And I was like fully invested in, mm. and it's harder for me to be invested in a women's match just because. They're not let's be honest. A lot of the thing these women do in WWE is so legitimately and like. Never would happen, yeah. and it's physically impossible for most of these women. Like, could you imagine Sasha Banks literally trying to fight in real life? Yeah, she would literally break her ankle the second she like she pop pop pop, and and some woman who could actually fight. Right. Like the a match we're gonna talk about the tag team that happened tonight. Like those women are like okay, with the exception of of oh, um, big ass women. The 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 um. Pink and yeah. the Dolly Parton ripoff. Natalia, Dolly Parton. Yeah, Natalia. <laughs> we'll get into that. Part of her. Like, they could wrestle. Like, those are the kind of women you see. Well, like, yeah, they're, like, Sasha Banks is a scrawny, it's a scrawny stick, like, and she doesn't have good balance either. Like, Gina Carano, that's a woman who could fight. That's a woman who could fight me. Aw. <sighs> Ronda Rousey was at WrestleMania one year. Um, But, yeah. So, I, it, I think that the fact that it was... Oh, and Bianca lifting um, what's oh, her yeah. face over her head and climbing the stairs uh, was impressive. Oh, no, dude, you should see her lift Otis. I don't think you've ever seen that video. If you get a chance, you got to look it up. She lifts him up and does the same thing, like walks a few feet outside the ring. I was like, bam. That's a, yeah, like, that's, yeah, that's a woman that's a right there. Holy shit. But um, 
So that's the end of night one. At first, my initial thought was, oh, night one was kind of depressing. Night two will be better because it has all the matches that I'm looking forward to. It has matches that mean something championship-wise. Night two will be better, right? Well, I'm going to just go out with a win and say it. Night one was better. Night one was, I mean, exponentially better. Yeah, it just had better matches, better outcomes. Now, night one or night two right away starts off shitty, First match comes on that I'm looking forward to. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and Randy Orton. Dude, I love Bray Wyatt. I've loved him since he was part of the Firefly family. And I'm going to say it. They picked the wrong time to reveal Sister Abigail. That's what all that was with. Yeah. Well, they didn't say it, but that's what that's going to end up being. Because they're bringing back the whole Firefly family funhouse story. And I'm like... Okay, that's cool and all, but WrestleMania is meant to be closure. It's where we close up stories. It's where people get their answers. I don't like. It seemed when like people... they just set up something garbage for the the for future. Yeah, no, like, it's, it's, they set up something for WrestleMania. Um, what's the next one? Thirty-eight. No, they set up. There's like the rehash of WrestleMania. It's come the next um, oh. pay per view. Oh, for, uh, backlash. Yeah, backlash. It seems like they're doing something that. But the entire crowd actually boos at the end of this. That was the funny part. I and was then like, they go, they're pissed. And they recap the video, and they cut and they, the boos out. They cut it out. You're like, guys, check out the most interesting part of the night. And they, like, take out the part where everyone's like, this sucks. Boo! <laughs> That's how it feels, dude. This match is short as shit. I don't even think it was ten minutes. I'm positive it was not long. Like, it, it felt like I was... Short. Yeah, I was just chilling watching them. Okay. Tussling, tussling. Oh, lights are going off. Oh, fireworks. Oh, shit. Alexa Bliss is, uh, what's going on? They're bleeding something. And then I'm like, oh, I see what's going on here. It's the reveal of Sister Abigail. But again, they chose the wrong night to do it. And I'm like, I'm going to be honest. I'm over this rivalry with Randy Orton. They've been doing this for like six fucking months. Bleacher Report says this storyline's dragged on for too long. Got to a point where they're just doing things to see what works. The feud started started really hot last year, but it's gotten tough to watch. With any luck, this is the end of it. That's my thing, bro. They really fucked up one of the best characters they've had in forever. I would be mad if I was Bray Wyatt. I'd be like, God damn it, you guys really fucked this. Like... Where they fucked up Bray Wyatt to begin with was him losing to Goldberg at um, Super Showdown last year. I was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah, and like, we're literally a month away from WrestleMania. But they did that, of course, because they wanted to build up to the Roman Reigns-Goldberg match. But then COVID hits and Goldberg is still going to do it, but Roman won't. Goldberg right. can't carry the title. He's literally just meant to be a fill-in at this point. Who do they pick? Braun Strowman. Throwaway match. Braun's right. cool, but he's not really champion material. And so I was kind of mad, and then that's why Roman's champion now, because he comes back to get his title right when they drag on the Fiend and Braun Strowman story. So literally Bray Wyatt wins the title at SummerSlam, loses it the next weekend at um, Payback. Ooh. Yeah, what a waste fucking of a story. So they fucked the fiend over again. And then they got this Randy Orton bullshit. And, like, he's not around for a good three months. They got Alexa Bliss doing everything. Right. So I'm over this story at this point. I just want to see it end. Randy Orton, of course, won the match. And I was like, oh, they picked a weird time to do this reveal. And why does Randy Orton have to win this? I don't understand. He already won before. You know, he won the battle, but the fiend should win the war. That's just... It was super disappointing, dude. I'm not. I'm gonna give that bullshit like literally a star and a half. That yeah, was I'm, the worst match. I'm not easy. That's the worst terrible. of all of them. Um, then we have the the tag team women's tag team champion. That was pretty good. I that uh, one's really good. I can get into that. It dragged on a little too long for what it was, but but um, yeah, I I liked it. I'm giving it like a. Like a three. Yeah, I'm giving it three. I'm kind of wearing a lot of threes right now. This is bullshit. But like, well, the overall WrestleMania wasn't as a three. About a three. Like, I'm gonna give it a three and a half because I gave last year's a three, and that's a lot for a WrestleMania that is in a small performance center with nobody. Dude, right. like it's bad. But and 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 this had. Well, well, let's finish going individual. We had Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. I literally went and pooped. During this, I did not care at all. It was funny. Like, okay, so it was bad because, I'll be honest, I don't think anyone wanted to see this match. The only reason they thought it was a good deal is because you're like, okay, 
Where are we going with this whole Sami Zayn's being wronged and Sami's got a conspiracy theory? And then where are we going with Kevin Owens? Because he's done with his rivalry with uh, Roman. Right. Which sucked. I would have loved to have seen Kevin Owens as champion. But then you look at it and you're like, okay, these two started out as buddies. They were a tag team together. Maybe we can do a, you know, a rivalry. The thing is, they don't build up for it. We literally find out about this match two Fridays ago. So there's no buildup. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. And I have zero interest in Sami Zayn. He's I don't annoying. like him. He's annoying. Yeah, he's really, really annoying. He's everything that looks... He's everything in a liberal I hate, basically. But he's a parody <laughs> of both sides. He's a, right. yeah, he's a parody of, I'm being censored conservative. He's, he's literally... Um, he's a satire. That's what it is. Yeah, and he's really annoying. Yeah, and so I didn't care for the match much. It didn't go on very long, of course. It was a short one. I'm going to give that one two and a half as well because it wasn't. The only good thing about it was my man Logan Paul getting the yeah, stunner. Right. That was cool. Yeah, the second I heard Logan Paul was involved, I was like, I'm not, but no. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely for clickbait. And I'm pretty sure Logan knew it was a smart idea because he knows people hate him. And he knows they'll pay good money to see him possibly get punched. But not just punched, he gets a stunner. So that's a smart marketing tactic for both Logan Paul and WWE. Then we had, it was dumb, though. <clears throat> then we had the whitest man alive, Sheamus, go up against the... That was a dumb match, I'm going to be it honest. It was weird as hell. Yeah, but felt boring, felt forced. It, it, it felt like they just like closed their eyes, reached into a... Bowl with names. Right, who do we choose Riddle to lose to? Which sucks because Riddle just won that champion like two months ago. Same thing. He literally beat Bobby Lashley for it. Well, I wouldn't really call it a good beat. What happened was this dude gets distracted. Riddle does the old school fucking full package and wins by a near fall. So he didn't really like earn it, but it was kind of cool to see him as right. champion. Like I like Matt Riddle. He's fucking awesome. They call him the original bro. Like, he's funny as hell, but I don't care about Sheamus. And I'm like, wait, these two don't go together at all in a match. Again, it's another thing that doesn't have buildup. They're doing it, like, maybe two, three weeks before WrestleMania, so nobody cares. Yeah, I'm probably giving it a two. Yeah, I'm going to give it a two. Like, I had a really hard time being interested in that. Then they had Apollo versus Big E. Now, this one, I'm going to give a three and a half because it was a good match. The buildup for it has been pretty good. This is a story that's been, like, months in the making. It's not too long. It's not too annoying. Apollo finally wins. Cheats to win, which is really annoying, usually. Okay, let's talk about a pet peeve I have with this goddamn organization. <laughs> they do this a lot, too. Dude, five times today in the um, Randy Orton match, in the Kevin Owens match, in the <clears throat> Apollo Crew match... In the Roman Reigns match at the end, that's four times they do this bull crap where they're fighting and one dude's gonna win, one is gonna win, and someone causes a little distraction. So the dude goes, oh, and then the other guy magically gets up and beats the snot out of him and, and wins. And then it's over. Yeah. I hate it. Like, I the hate dude got shit. beat it's completely. They got beat. I told Tony before the last match, this is exactly what's going to happen. Tony goes, I don't think they're going to do that this time. I guess what they did. I didn't think they would because I was like, dude, they had all this fucking buildup. Oh, motherfucker. They had all this buildup making Edge like, this is his return. It's going to be his last run as the champion. Like, you almost bought it. And then you get Daniel Bryan. Somewhat believable with his, like, this could be my last chance. So I'm like, okay, at this point, they're probably not going to continue with the Roman Reigns bullshit. And so what happened? But it happened in, again. Like, they've been in this Apollo, In this oh. Apollo match, because that's where we're at, they have somebody come out of nowhere, beat the snot out of Big E, be, when a Big E's about to win, and yeah. then Big E loses. Right. That's my biggest pet peeve on the entire planet. It was a good twist. WWE needs to get a goddamn new program and figure out what the hell they're going to do other than, oh, let's just take the same match we've done 45 times, add different moves into it. Like, and oh, have, no, he's going to win. Oh, no, he's going to win. And have everybody think, oh, he's going to win. And then some random dude runs off the side of the goddamn match and then hits them. And they're like, oh, we didn't see that coming. Bull crap. We've seen this 15 million times. I could tell you this was going to happen. I bet if they hired me, I'd be a pretty good story writer. It's like, un- I get too invested in stories. It's unoriginal and bogus. Well, it's not, like, cool anymore. It would have been cool in the 90s and early 2000s, but it's old. It's overdone. And, to be honest, people sometimes want to see the good guy 
lose fairly or the bad guy lose fairly. It's it's, and it's old. And it's like, dude, like they had the Royal that Royal Rumble and Mysterio's kid. Oh yeah, yeah, that was stupid. Mysterio's kid wins. I remember that. It's like wins, and the Miz comes out of nowhere and just touches him, and he falls over the rope. I'm sick and tired of the same bullcrap move yeah, over and over again, five or six times a night, every night. That's why I got mad with the main event, but we'll get to that. No, so the Apollo Crews one, I'll give that three and a half because that was a good match. The ending worked on me; it got me because the rest of it came out. I can't remember his fucking name, but he hadn't been around for a while. And he was pretty cool. They were building up towards making him like this indestructible character and then just right off the face of the earth. So I was like, okay, no more of him. Shows up, though, and I'm like, oh, dude, he's perfect for this angle. Like, the Nigerian assistant, like, you know, for whatever Apollo was going for. So it was cool. It worked on me, but it was, again, a story where I'm like, okay, I got to take a shit. This might be the perfect match to go do it. So I got up and left to go drop a deuce. So, yeah, I'm giving it, like, three, three and a half stars. Same. I'm giving it like a two because it, <laughs> the racism. Just kidding. The racism. <laughs> they got two black dudes doing the Nigerian drum fight. Well, what was weird about that is I was like, what kind of match is this? And it was literally just Nigerian products around. <laughs> but it was like kendo sticks and tables. So your average match, they just gave and, it a fancy let, name. Let's talk about more racism in the Ripley versus Asuka uh, match. And they use Sun Tzu when they Asuka. introduce <laughs> Asuka. <Disrespectful laughs> no, she's Asuka until she does something that impresses me. She's No, she's actually a good wrestler. But this night, she got beat by Rock and Roll Betty. Yes. <laughs> Which I kind of figured was going to happen because I was like, Rhea Ripley got screwed last year at WrestleMania. So what happened was Charlotte Flair won Royal Rumble for the women's match. Right. And I initially thought, okay, she's going to win either the Raw champion or the SmackDown champion. They make her go to NXT and fight Rhea Ripley, which was dumb to begin with. But then I'm like, oh, no. So this amateur has to lose her champion <laughs> at the grandest stage of them all. That sucks. And that's exactly what happened. I was like, damn. That blows. But um, I kind of figured she was going to win. I'm like, it's got to be her night. I could be wrong sometimes. You know? It was it was, it was, was who I wanted to win. Asuka. <laughs> it was fair. Again, that's another three-star match. It yeah, I think he's running three stars. Um, Nothing great happened yeah. out of it. And then, second favorite match of both nights, and it should be, is the main event with Roman Reigns, Edge, and, and Dan Rand- Bryan. Yeah. I'm also Randy Orton. <laughs> like, never mind. Wrong, wrong match. <laughs> that was a terrible one, dude. Uh, that was the one I got the most invested in. I mean, Tony, too. I mean, and Tony, Tony and Chanel could tell because I was here like, <laughs> no, it was a good match. Like, I love that they did some real build up. I wish it would have went longer, but you really can't. These guys are all pretty old at this point. Roman yeah. Reigns is getting there. He's 35. Yeah, they're all fucking old, so it's kind of like, uh, you guys picked the wrong two. And your brain's 40 and Edge is like 48. Yeah, so it, it's, it wasn't going to last long. I literally legitimately thought they were going to give it to Edge because they built him up, brought him back, used this whole storyline. If not him, I thought maybe Daniel Bryan because he could be on his way out. Because they're two of the oldest, you know, like they're yeah. definitely going to be retiring soon. So I was like, there's no way Roman's winning this one. Fuck! You know what the hell they did? Like, same old shit they've been doing. Edge is about to win this whole thing, and random some dude runs off the side of the thing, smacks him, Roman Reigns magically gets all his strength back. me, Oos. Gets up, beats the smack, beats the snot him, and pins him. And it's like, yeah! I'm the king of the yard and dog, whatever. He's like, I'm the head of the table, man. I'm over it, dude. Like, I am really over the Roman Reigns storyline. It's outdone itself. They're trying to replicate... Paul Heyman managing CM Punk, Paul Heyman managing Brock Lesnar. We and it's old. Just need Dwayne the Rock Johnson to come. That I want to see. Say mother trucker who's the head of the table and chokes the him. That's what I want to see. And like, there was a story. I got. A, I don't know if it was on Bleacher Report or where I found it, but apparently a bunch of people in WWE they approached the Rock, Dwayne Johnson, whatever I call him, the Rock. They they approached the Rock about it. He's not that interested in it right now. But we're like, bro, you're how old? He's how old? Come on, man. Let's do this. Let's build up to it a year in advance like we did with John Cena. <clears throat> because, and I understand what Dwayne Johnson's saying. He's like, dude, I'm the most successful actor I don't ever. need to do it, yeah. I'm the most successful wrestler ever. 
I literally can look at a screen and say five words for a company and get paid billions of dollars, millions of dollars at this point. Yeah, like Why would I even come back and risk getting hurt? Exactly. But it's the perfect storyline. You got two in the same family. It's everyone's been wanting to see it, but they're like, oh, it just depends on if he wants it. But um, in the in the final thing, seeing the double, seeing them the um, spear on spear shoulder. Well, that was cool. That was cool. Daniel Bryan's getting able to get in between the two of them and just yes kick the snot out of dudes for five minutes. I'd say Daniel Bryan did mostly ass whooping. Yeah, Daniel Bryan kicked the. I was like, but he did a lot of ass whooping in that match. I've never seen two people put the same submission submission ah, on one guy. <laughs> it was like a piece of the bottom of the chair, and they got it in his mouth, and they're yanking him like a dog. And they bo- they're both have a hold of him. They're both got his arm twisted back, and they start headbutting each other. That was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, that was interesting. And, like, we got to see everybody, every motherfucker in there get a spear from Edge and from Roman. So that was cool. Roman's fighting was very... Getting to he didn't see, do much of anything. Getting to see um, Uso get freaking absolutely um, knocked out so he could go to sleep. And then he comes right back. Like, that's so annoying. Oh, my God. It's pissed me off. All right, so, so we're sitting here at starting. I was like, I want Daniel Bryan. It's so freaking bad. I love Daniel Bryan. And um, Tony laughs and said, but I swear to God, if we're sitting here... And someone's about to win, and Uso jumps up there and does something silly. He's gonna right. attack him, and then someone's gonna, and then freaking dude's gonna get all his strength, stand up, and beat the snot of whoever's gonna win, and then pins him and loses. I'm never watching WWE again. And Tony was, it's not gonna happen. They're not doing. I didn't that. think they were going time. to. There was no and way. The exact same thing I told Tony was gonna happen. Yeah, happened. Beat all the beat with a twist. They fuck Uso up. But it still works. Roman still was able to use it. And let's be honest, Roman got his ass whooped out of all of them more. Oh, yeah. he got So I kind of knew he was going to win at that point. I was like, son of a bitch. Like, but what I thought happened was when Uso jumped up and um, I hit, knocked the fuck hit out. Edge, and then Edge speared him. Right off and, that fucking, yeah. And then um, when um, <clears throat> Roman Reigns stayed up and starts beating on him, I go, yes. And Daniel Bryan's off screen at this point. I'm like, yes, Daniel Bryan's going to come up. Yes, kick dude in the head and pin him. He's going to win. And it and seems then, like, yeah. And you're like, yeah, I'm just, I'm pumped. I'm like, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. And then freaking retard um, Roman Reigns ends up pinning Edge. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, man. So let's see here. I'm looking at Bleacher Report right now. Roman Reigns takes another step toward GOAT status with WWE WrestleMania 37 win. Barely. Roman Reigns wrote a masterpiece at WrestleMania 37. The Tribal Chief, accompanied by Paul Heyman and Jey Uso, as per usual, closed out the first event with fans in the stands in more than a year with a classic match against Edge and Daniel Bryan. So, I wouldn't call this classic. It was a good match. It was one of the better ones. I'm definitely giving it four stars. It was good. I still believe in my heart that the Seth Rollins and Cesaro match was better. But this was a very good match. Like, I was invested. They did everything I wanted it to do. I wanted it to be a little bit longer. But, again, you got some veterans here that are way too old to be doing what they're doing right now. I was re- – I'm not going to lie. I was shocked that Roman won. I was like – I knew Roman was going to win all these last few months. I didn't think it was going to happen here. Because I was like, they're building up this edge storyline so fucking, like, badly. It's almost like people can taste it. For what though if he wins like well, what now well what's the odds there's a rematch of this exact match it's gonna happen yeah a backlash and I'm pretty sure that's where Roman will lose or what they're gonna do and this is gonna suck if they do it they're gonna drag it out to Sam- SummerSlam where Roman will finally win that'll be a whole year that he held the title but I think they want to do that because that's where they're planning for Roman and The Rock to face off because The Rock is known as the boy of SummerSlam like SummerSlam is The Rock's pay-per-view if they can get that to happen, cool, but then we have a new problem. The Rock wins and takes the champion to fucking lose it the next night to somebody else. I and hate when they do that. Lose, like, there's, there's yeah, no there's no back. way. Yeah, and that's what pisses me off. I'm like, oh, my God, I hate when you guys do this. Like, why can't you – why can't they just do a rematch at Backlash, let Edge or Daniel Bryan, whoever win, right? And make it by a technicality if they don't really want to pin him. Have him pin Edge. Daniel Bryan wins or vice versa. Roman feels like he's been cheated. He goes on air, starts talking shit, and that's when The Rock gets involved. 
perfect way to digress from what happened. Yeah. As opposed to, I'm going to hold and this belt and then lose it to you, somebody else. And you don't even need to have, I don't think you even need there to be a, a bout for the belt. I think what you do is you just have Roman talk mad smack about, I'm the king of the table. Yeah, and, I'm the and then the Rock the comes in. Yeah. The Rock just comes in, beats the snot out of him, and then they have a match where it's not even about the belt. That's what they should do. But if it's going to be a big pay-per-view, I don't want Roman to have the belt. That's my issue, because... They did this a while back with Brock where he was the champion, but we knew the belt wasn't going to be on the line because it was an old wrestler. But then I was kind of like, oh, that sucks. There's no main event. Like, the champion's always the main event. The main event that night happened to be a women's match, which, not complaining, but I was like, damn, why is Brock wearing the belt? (laughs) I will give this to Roman. He has performed every pay-per-view in the last year that he's been, well, since he's been back. I will give him that. Whereas CM Punk and Brock Lesnar, when they were both under Paul Heyman's run, they didn't perform a lot. Brock Lesnar performed like maybe twice a year, four times a year, and it was fucking annoying that they gave the belt to the guy who was barely around. That's kind of why I didn't believe Edge was going to win tonight, because how long is Edge's run going to last, really, as a champion? He's going to lose at the next pay-per-view. Right. That's ultimately what's going to happen. I don't believe he's going to be around very long. But I was also kind of like, why did they let Roman win at WrestleMania? It makes no sense. Because this whole Roman Reign thing has gotten a little... It's run its course, in my opinion. Edge would have been the perfect guy to lose it to. So the really the only logical thing I can think is going to happen is they will do a triple threat rematch. Or what they could do is Daniel Bryan and Edge will face each other. Winner will face Roman Reigns at Backlash or whatever. I, mean, I just want the end result to be... There's actually a ref there, and Daniel Bryan makes... Um, well, I wanted to see that. I'm like, let's make him tap out like, with tap. the ref there. Yeah. If Edge wasn't going to win, then I want Daniel Bryan to tap him out. Like, Roman has been portrayed as the big guy for too long, in my opinion, now. We get it. The storyline's over, though. But the thing is, he doesn't... They're trying to sell him as this big, strong, like... Undefeatable character But he's not But he's not Yeah And they keep screwing it up Because every time He loses He loses every match He's in He's the Samoan version Of uh, JBL basically (laughs) He literally loses Every match he's in He just gets lucky That he has one little friend To come and save him Every time He lost both times To Kevin Owens When Kevin Owens Jumped off the The freaking Goddamn Yeah um, you know Kevin won those matches Forklift And then he had some dude Come and chain him up yeah, no, he's literally, he's like JBL was. And if you remember that guy, cheated all the time. He never actually put in any effort. Roman will whoop ass after he's had help. Yeah. Yeah, they're building him to be the big dog. And I'm like, I get it, but it's old now. Because he fights really well, but he loses. And then he yeah. gets bailed out and he wins. Right. And they make him to be this big, tough guy. I'm like, he's kind of little. He's the equivalent of Seth Rollins with muscle, though. Yeah, I it's, think he's six two. Probably 260. Yeah, like, they build him to be... They're really trying to compete with the image of Brock Lesnar and other guys that Paul Heyman has raised to be the evil villain that's the best of the best with the belt. And they're kind of doing that with Bobby Lashley, too, which I would have rather seen Lashley and Roman Reigns, to be honest with you. I would have much rather see The Rock and Roman Reigns. we got to get that going. we got to petition that. And we don't even need for it to be about the belt. I don't give a fuck about that. But I am shocked that Roman won this. I was like, what now? Like, why did they let him? I don't understand what they're... There's got to be more in the tank then. And if it is a backlash victory for Edge or Daniel Bryan, that's disappointing. The sunshine for those of us who are, like, either Edge or Daniel Bryan fans. Because you're a huge Edge fan. I'm a big Daniel Bryan fan. This means they're not retiring. Because if one of them would have got the belt... It was a matter of months, maybe weeks, to lose the belt and retire. Yeah. Uh, but now that it didn't, that means we're getting at least another couple months of yeah. them. I can almost bet you what'll happen is we'll get two more rematches. Maybe what'll happen is we'll have another triple threat at Backlash. Roman will somehow win by cheating again. And then the final match will probably be at the next pay-per-view, which I think is either going to be Money in the Bank or Extreme Rules. Which, cool, but at this rate, I don't see any purpose in Roman dropping the title 
at the pay-per-view after WrestleMania. That makes no sense. So maybe drag it on for like two more months or whatever. I say if they really want to make some cash out of this, let's step away from this nonchalantly, make Edge and Daniel Bryan have a little storyline for about a month or two. Wait until SummerSlam, which is three pay-per-views away. SummerSlam is the next big pay-per-view. That is when we get right the final moment where Roman drops the belt. That would make more sense to me than, oh, he's going to lose it at uh, Money in the Bank. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Well, what I'm scared they're going to do is they're going, what they're going to do is they're going to have The Rock and Roman Reigns fight in SummerSlam. Rock is going to win, get the belt, and whoever has the Money in the Bank immediately cashes That's in on fear. The Rock yeah. and whoops The Rock. And the Miz is the champion again, or some retarded. Right, or <clears throat> what bothers me about shit like that is it's almost like saying whoever held the belt last is not good enough to get a whooping from somebody better. That's what I feel like they're doing a lot. So I don't know if you had watched it, but oh yeah, you were here for elimination. Or um, no, you weren't here for fast lane. So what had happened was, is, um. <clears throat> God damn it, when was it? When did Bobby Lashley win the champion? I think it was the Elimination Chamber. No, it was the night after. So what happened was the Elimination Chamber, you watched it, the Miz cashed in. Yeah. He won after Bobby Lashley whooped Drew's ass. Then he beat the Miz the next night. So Bobby's had the title. And I was sitting here thinking, like, this is stupid as fuck. Right. How dumb. He loses to the Miz. That's not a good way to close his run as a champion, in my opinion. I would have much rather seen him and Bobby Lashley, but they waited till Bobby had the champion just to go, we're going to get that match, but peace out, Drew. <laughs> That's stupid. I'm like, dude, why can't they just give him an old-fashioned ass-whooping and be like, this guy just happens to be better, so now we're in the reign of a new champion. Why does it got to be give it to a legend, give it to somebody shitty for a minute, a shocker, right. new guy. Like, That's really annoying as hell. I just want them to pick an opponent that's good enough to beat Roman Reigns. They did that to Bray Wyatt. They fucking somehow found Goldberg and was like, he has to be better. Which I understood, but now I'm like, in retrospect, terrible decision. They should have done something else. They should have had him hold the belt and lose it to Roman at WrestleMania rather than vice versa. When was the last time Roman and McIntyre? I think theirs was WrestleMania 35. I think that'd be fun as hell. Roman beat McIntyre, yeah, because McIntyre was a bad guy and Roman was actually a good guy. So it'd be cool to see the roles flip now, right? WWE, if you're listening, we changed our minds. We don't want the Rock. Just kidding. <laughs> we still want the Rock. But I don't want to see the guillotine being used because that Survivor Series this year, I didn't have you over for this one because I didn't think it would be good and it wasn't. Survivor Series always sucks. It's Raw versus SmackDown, so they did a Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre match. Guess who won? Yeah. Guess how he won. Some motherfucker came out the side of the ring. Comes in, interrupts Drew. Drew gets put in the guillotine. Drew's not good enough to tap out. He passes passes out. out. Roman wins. I guess Drew just passes out. He don't like to tap. (laughs) Yeah, and that's annoying. I'm like, ah, that motherfucker. Like, I hate when they do that. I'd rather just see someone tap. But I see why they won't do it either because they're trying to build these guys up as... Yeah, they're building. Almighty. They're they're building Drew as this monster, which is why they did what they did to him. Can we talk about the injustice real quick of what they've done to my boy and his gay porn living ways? Yeah, let me actually start this off. I got to find this so I have the correct information. But you can start this so, off. Lars so, Sullivan. so I wa- I had not watched um, wrestling in ten years. And so the first thing I watched, I don't remember what it was. It was the Royal Rumble. Night was the first one we watched where he came out and just demolished random people. Yeah. There was like six people in the ring, and this guy, Lars Sullivan, comes out, just demolishes everybody. He's the biggest, strongest dude in the ring, and he's just picking dudes up and throwing them around. And it was phenomenal. I looked at Tony and said, That's my new favorite wrestler. I will watch wrestling just for this guy. This guy's crazy insane. I get a text three weeks later, and he goes, Oh, they fired him. So here's what it is, yeah. Um, This article is from February 2021, so a little while ago, but Lars Sullivan reacted to his WWE release. 
Fightful reached out to him. I guess that's the name of the company. And the former superstar discussed his departure from the company. A report from Fightful Select reveals Sullivan's response to his release. WWE, and they're known for doing this, quietly parted ways with Lars Sullivan last month, and the news was confirmed earlier this week. According to Fightful Select, WWE's decision to keep his release a secret was a surprise. He added that the company went through with it with compassion and honesty. Air quotes. Right. Lars further revealed that his crippling anxiety issues had gotten the best of him to the point that he approached WWE and told them he couldn't wrestle anymore. And it says here, we reached out to Lars Sullivan about his release and we heard back and here's what it is. Lars Sullivan lost his father last year and the loss intensified his personal struggles. Per Fightful Select reports, he seemed graceful about his release and considered himself his own worst enemy. Sullivan took full responsibility for the issues that basically fucked with his career and he also revealed that his wrestling career is probably over. Now, hold on, wait a minute. His was controversial, though. Many fans not, might not be aware of the fact that Lars Sullivan was initially recommended to WWE by current superstar Bobby Lashley. Sullivan had his first WWE match at WrestleMania Access in 2015. After his brief, uh, he had a thing with NXT, I didn't know that. Lars Sullivan was set to make his main roster debut in early 2019. It didn't happen, as Lars ended up leaving the TV tapings that day due to an anxiety attack. We already know that. So he had a short little run in 2019, but his period was cut short by an injury, which uh, we didn't know. In late 2020, Sullivan made his WWE return on the SmackDown brand. He was pushed again as the monster who destroys everyone in his path. Basically, he had an interview with Michael Cole, and they made him, like, interesting. He was like, I like to bully bullies and shit. A few weeks later, dude, they fucking WWE pulled it. And this was the reason why. Throughout his career, Lars Sullivan's WWE controversy... He repeatedly made headlines for, headlines for all the wrong reasons. It's fair to say that his time with the company didn't turn out the way anyone had expected. Seems likely the fans won't see him again. So the story was, and it looks like they're not going to mention it here. Yep, no, they're not. One of the biggest reasons he made headlines, and he claims this is why they were really pulling him from their stories and not putting him on the shit, was he had made a remark about gay people. Yeah, so he said something about faggots, basically. Right. That's what he said, and he got in trouble, and they released him for a short, brief time. Well, they didn't release him, they just didn't work him. Yeah. And it came out... Yeah, it came out he did gay porn. Yeah, and, like, I don't really know much about that, but I'm going to look into that right now. But shortly after he found out he did gay porn magically... They parted ways. Magically, yeah. No, they, they got rid of him because of... He said something that pissed people off they went digging into his background and they found that here it is bleacher report they have it good old bleacher report Lars Sullivan fined 100k by WWE over insensitive comments made on message board this was May 14 2019 WWE announced Tuesday that it has fined Lars Sullivan 100k for offensive comments he made on a message board several years ago According to they find him for something he did before he worked for them. Yeah, basically, that's crazy. WWE noted that Sullivan will undergo sensitivity training. Oh God! And said it will work with Sullivan to meet with company organizations to discuss power of social media and the impact that those words can have. So Sullivan made his main roster debut one night after WrestleMania 35. Okay, listen, Ben Shapiro, we got you to take Gina Carano. Can you make a wrestling link? <laughs> yeah, Here's how Lars Sullivan beat up Michael Knowles. Many of Sullivan's posts on bodybuilding.com were misogynistic, racist, and anti-gay in nature. And they were compiled in a Reddit post, warning contains profanity. Here we go. What is this? Oh, I think there's like an actual video on this. Comment. If you only want to try, I'll make a post right after this video, and y'all can fire it up, y'all can comment, I'll do the same. Let's see who can do it because I'm established 1996. I am the BR champion of 2021. Watch this. I don't know what the hell we just watched. A whole useless video. (laughs) So here it is. Sullivan issued the following statement and apologized for the post. There is no excuse for the inappropriate remarks that I made years ago. Pussy. They did not reflect my personal beliefs nor who I am today. And I apologize to anyone I offended. 
The 30-year-old solvent, goddamn, he's young, was initially, uh, it's slated to make a leap from NXT to, goddamn, they keep telling me all this shit, same shit. I want to, I want to read what he said. He said something that was like, but outlandish, we'll just put it that way. Whatever it is, it's like, years ago. Yeah, and the gay porn thing was when he was younger, it was way before he got into wrestling, and it doesn't matter, it was a job. You can say what you want, it right. was a job, like... And so, I think what it boils down, I was upset about that, but, um, I think WrestleMania this year was... It was a little better than last year, but it was really disappointing compared to 35. There had, there was two, there were three really good matches, and then the rest were all, there were, there were three really good ones. It was fill-ins. Two really boring ones, <clears throat> yeah. and the rest were all mediocre. Oh. I agree, I give it, in a grand total of, I give it three and a half stars. That's about it. Yeah, I'm right around the same spot. Um, I obviously haven't watched WrestleMania ever. This is my first ever WrestleMania. Damn, really? You've never watched like the most important pay per view? Well, I mean, that was not a good first star. Remember when I watched? Remember that when I watched wrestling, I was on a like 15 inch travel TV huddled in my basement watching Friday night. Right, watching Friday night SmackDown with a blanket over the um, TV and over my head, watching it. And my depth of knowledge in, in professional wrestling is those Friday Night Smackdowns when I was in middle school. Yeah, it's different, yeah. And my playing of the um, games on Dreamcast while I was in the first PlayStation while I was in middle school. Middle school. So we didn't have cable, let alone money to buy pay-per-view stuff. Um, the only pay-per-view I've ever bought was I used my mom's credit card to buy the Ben 10 movie <laughs> when I was, like, 12. Do you want to see what... He has a shirt on, but do you want to see what Lars Sullivan looked like when he did gay porn? Oh, I guess he doesn't have a shirt in this one, but he's not fully nude. That's him. Weird as hell. Right, like, it looks like a different guy. You could tell time has passed and he did something different to his body. But again, that sucks. Um, yeah, WrestleMania is like, it's basically the Super Bowl of WWE. It's the biggest pay-per-view of the year. That And uh, I'd say WrestleMania and Royal Rumble are the two most important ones. SummerSlam's all right. Survivor Series sucks now because it's all Raw versus SmackDown shit. All the other pay-per-views are basically throwaways. It's just meant to fill in time. Sometimes we get a little twist here and then, you know, like uh, this year, Roman Reigns showed up after he bitched out over COVID and wouldn't come back and expected them to hold his title for him. Say what you will, Cancer Boy still bitched out. <laughs> he didn't have cancer anymore. He defeated it. There was no excuse. He was being a That is crazy that that match had one dude who had cancer and two dudes who had such bad neck injuries they told him they'd never wrestle again yeah and like Daniel Bryan did that for like eight years or nine years whatever same thing he was a manager because he couldn't wrestle yeah now he's fucking wrestling again and I'm like what the hell but we still have been talking about the best thing that happened all Wrestlemania it was when Kane was inducted well yeah that was cool I was happy about that and Kane walks out and just does it the old school just one last time nostalgia down and Columns of flame, and you're like, yeah. Hall of Fame was kind of interesting this year. It was kind of weird. Some of the people they picked, I was like, that's all right. End up board. (laughs) Yeah, William Shatner. Like, I get it. They played an essential role in WWE throughout the '80s and '90s, but they're not wrestlers. So, my boy Eric Bischoff made it. I'm happy about that. I kind of was like, yeah, NWO. You can't do Eric Bischoff without NWO. So that's cool. But, like, British Bulldog, really? I mean, he's all right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The British Bulldog definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He does, but I'm like, this was a weird choice to make. Like, they should have waited till like, next year to do that. I was kind of like, eh. Well, we know who the big star next year is going to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. No, we already know. <laughs> <laughs> so the Brothers of Destruction will be united again in the Hall of Fame. That's what shocked me that Undertaker wasn't in Hall of Fame this year. I was like, what? They probably are waiting. They probably wanted to give Kane his... his he's been retired long, a little bit longer. They wanted to give Kane his moment. Yeah. And then just call all... Because it would be a little much. 
Yeah. However great, and he's the greatest wrestler of all time, hands down. No one can even argue it. The Undertaker. No yeah. one has had a... We had a whole episode about him. No one's ever had a reign as long or as dominant as, as the, Undertaker. the Undertaker. yeah. And to have an entire um, TV special, and then to have an entire um, on-demand special, and then give him an, an entire um, documentary, yeah. and then give him a full pay-per-view, and then to put him in the Hall of Fame all in one year Which seems like cool. a little bit too much. Especially, cool, especially when like a dude who, when you're talking about the Undertaker and how dominant he was, like right in that list of people who were that. Big that popular dominant Kane's right there. Yeah, didn't get anything this whole year, and then he gets in the Hall of Fame. So I understand why they're like, we're gonna give take a year, give Kane the give spotlight for a little bit. Yeah, then we'll bring Undertaker in, and then Undertaker we have a full week of the Undertaker's going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, exactly. I was happy that Kane made it. I was kind of like, okay, cool. Now I'm just waiting on the Undertaker. So what you do is you do Kane this year, Undertaker next year, and then do the Brothers of Destruction. Um, year after that. Which will happen, yeah. Like, they're going to get it because Triple H and all them are in the Hall of Fame, but then they got DX in the Hall yeah. of Fame again. And I was like, oh, dude, that's weird how they do that. But it kind of makes sense, too, because those are big parts. Like, look at it like this before we close this. Look at it like this Triple H, Randy Orton, they're all examples of being a part of a group that changed WWE, especially Triple H. He was a part of. The Click, which was a group backstage that let it kind of come out on screen that they were a group, you know, of friends. Yeah. Then he was DX, and then they did Revol- Revolution, and on and on and on. So, he, like, he's a big part of all the factions that have made WWE amazing. So I get why they're like, okay, we got to put a group in the Hall of Fame, and I think Evolution will be after at some point. Because DX is in there, NWO is in there now, which they're the equivalent, but I like them both. Um... I will say, though, this year's WrestleMania was pretty disappointing. It was nice to have a crowd back, though, man. It's been over a year. I was so Roman over that shit. Roman sucks. Roman sucks. <laughs> I think it's the first time Roman's really been able to like play the crowd off as this oh, yeah. really unlikable person. Oh, dude. Like, all year long, it's just been nothing but booze. But tonight was the first night you heard him saying Roman sucks, and he's looking at him all pissed off. But then, like, yeah, last night they were, you tapped out, you tapped out. <laughs> like, just feeding the fucking fire. It was cool, though. But, yeah, I'm going to give WrestleMania a whole, like, a maybe a three, three and a half stars. Yeah, I think night night one, I'm giving a four. Night one was way better. Night one, I'm giving a four. Night two, I'm giving a, like a two and a half. So it averages out to about a three. I think they need to stop doing night one and two now. That's run itself out over the last two years. Yeah, Go back to you, one night. Yeah, because you're throwing so much filler in. Yeah. Go like, back to one night. Make the matches longer. Like that giant match with all the women in it to give the... the turmoil tag. The turmoil. Yeah. You could have got rid of that. You could have got rid of that stupid fight with um, Rock and Roll Lady. Rock and Roll. Where they literally... They, they, they took like... 15 minutes to play an entire song before the match. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was dumb, too. Um, you could have definitely cut the Sheamus fight out. Got rid of the uh, Wally, whatever his name is, playing Biggie's entrance. That was stupid, too. But you could have got rid of that whole thing where for 15 minutes we watched a bunch of rabbits jump down the freaking ramp. Yeah, the hey, hey, hop, hop bullshit. They could have got that other. You know what match uh, I think ultimately could have been hacked and we would have been fine without it? Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. I think if they hacked that out, we would have been fine. But I think that's one of the matches that was that was interesting enough that it was worth having in there. But and then but then people are going to come back. Like if you had to cut if if you were looking just at the um, slate, you didn't look at whether the match was good or not. Okay. The Cesaro match. Would get cut. Would get cut, yeah. But that was easily the best match of the whole thing. Yeah, it was one... I'll do, like... So... I'll say it was the best, for sure. The question we have to ask ourselves, is having those dumb, dried-out crap worth having the chance to have a match like that? Right, that's the issue, too, because it could have gone both ways. Like, a part of me did think it wasn't going to work, because I've never cared for Cesaro. 
I've wanted him to have his big break, but I'm like, I just can't see it. He's so boring. He's a mid-card guy. He's just not interesting. But after last night, I was like, oh, shit, we could really have something with this guy. Give him more screen time. Yeah, because we're talking in four months. What are you going to remember from this this WrestleMania? Cesaro and Seth Rollins. Cesaro spinning Seth Rollins around 22 times. Right. And then spinning him up on his shoulder blades. And, wow. Yeah. Setting him spinning as he hits coming to the ground. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the best part. And, yeah. Yeah, it's time to... Looks like our time has come to an end, too. Unfortunately, we had to watch a good eight hours of pay-per-view <laughs> to give you an hour and ten minutes of review. But uh, if you haven't seen it, you can watch it on Peacock. We're not advertising for them or sponsoring them. We're just letting you know where to watch it. It's cheaper that way. Yeah, and if you haven't seen it, well, you're not really missing much. Just go look it up and look I'm, at the results. I am about to say, yeah, if you're going to go watch it and you're going to pick some things to skip through... Definitely skip to the Cesaro Seth Rollins match. It's a yes. must watch. That's a good then, one. Then just skip everything else that day and go straight to Bianca and yeah, um, watch that. And then second day, literally don't watch a damn thing except for the final thing. Yeah, the final part. The the final match is really good. Um, but really, if you just listen to us talk about this and spoil everything and you haven't watched it, that's on you. Yeah, like... We, we told you at the beginning of being a spoiler for you, so... How do you do a review without the, all this shit like yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. But anyway, uh, shit, that was fun. Austin, buddy, I will see you Wednesday. Adios.